Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hey, just a quick word from our sponsor, the Art of Living Retreat Center in Boone, North Carolina. Dara and I are giving a fantastic workshop, the Thrive Workshop, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. This is kind of a yin and yang thing, so I'm going to give my yin. Dara can give her yang later on in the episode. And that's really because I'm kind of math and sciencey, and I'm really looking forward to talking to people about how to give up things like their technology and their screen time and how to live a better life and just ways to really maximize and optimize how you live and really get out of life what you want. So again, that's November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Boone, North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center. We will have links in the show notes, so click and sign up. So I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes dad. I am, I don't even know how to say, you know, I've been diagnosed with cancer so many times I can't even think about it. Just had successful brain surgery, started a new treatment, but more importantly than the whole cancer thing, I'm a dad, and I've been writing notes and sticking them into my daughter's lunch ever since kindergarten. Hi, I'm Dara. I am the author of Crushed Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer. I'm also a wife and a mama and a cancer thriver. Welcome to our show. Dara, I have never heard you refer to yourself as a mama. I know. That's I'm feeling that, kind of like... That's a very you know, Southern thing, I think. I'm feeling kind of like off the grid today. <laughs> I wow. just came back from a long walk. I'm really chill and I've done my meditation and I've done a lot of my morning things and I'm just feeling really grounded today. So I thought I'd go with the whole mama thing. <laughs> that's you know, I, I always find it interesting when Emma calls Lisa mama or mommy. I like it. And usually that's when Emma's in a place where she wishes she weren't, I don't know, as old as she was or as grown up Aww. as she was or as, as, you know, having responsibilities that she does. Like, I can tell that she's a little bit homesick this past week because of how the words that she uses when she's talking to, to Lisa or me. Oh, that's sweet. A lot of my daughter's friends call me Mama D. Like, my name is Dara, so they call me Mama D. That's like kind of my nickname. I really like it, actually. That sounds like it could be a really good hot sauce. <laughs> I don't like I don't like spicy food, but yes. <laughs> we actually have a uh, intentional show today besides our names. <laughs> um, so, Garth, what are we talking about today? So, um, you know, there's this this um, article that I read such a long time ago, and I have been posting about it on and off for the past few years, and it is called The Spoon Theory. And the article was originally written by Christine, and Christine, if you happen to be listening, I apologize if I butcher your last name, Miserandino. And she published this article on her website, which is butyoudontlooksick.com. And let me tell you, although that's a really long web address, it is a perfect name. And she was talking to her friend and trying to explain to her friend how having lupus impacts her day to day. And she was having a really difficult time telling her friend, you know, sometimes getting dressed just takes too much energy. And her friend just didn't understand that. And she especially didn't understand how on some days getting dressed was easy. 
Some days it was a medium difficulty, and then some days it was just really difficult. So she explained it with this spoon theory. I want to kind of explain a little bit how Dara and I have to deal with our own lives, and then we'll continue on with the spoon theory, but we'll have links to this particular article in the show notes. Again, so if you want to read the whole thing, it's a fantastic read. I have issues with managing my balance of energy. And Dara and I, in fact, were just talking about this before we started the show. And hopefully she won't embarrass me too badly. Um, I can see that she's smirking. But it's so fun. And I have to do what I can do to really manage my energy levels. Because, you know, for the past four and a half years, I've been doing daily chemo. Now, although I'm not doing daily chemo, I still have some of the after effects from that. I've started a different treatment. I don't quite know what those effects are going to be because I've only had two doses. I just had brain surgery for crying out loud. Um, I'm I'm a husband and a dad and I've got things to do and managing my energy is challenging. And so even getting dressed, I don't think I have problems that Christine had per se getting dressed, but I want to take my energy and not focus on getting dressed in the morning. And the way that I do that is I actually have purchased the same shirt from Costco over and over and over again. So like I have probably a dozen of this t-shirt that Dara sees me wearing and I have a couple of different colors, but it's easy. I just take whatever's in the top, right? So I don't think, oh, today's not the day for the black shirt. I want to find the blue shirt. No, whatever's on top, I pick. I have the same long sleeve shirt that I purchased from Costco. And again... It's, you know, I pull it out of the closet and pull it on. And nine times out of 10, those are the things that I wear, even to work meetings and things like that. Because I don't want to have to think about, oh, what do I wear today? How do I get dressed? Does this tie match this suit jacket? I don't want to have to think about that. And the one thing I do have to think about is what socks I wear. <laughs> and <laughs> That's a first world problem, my darling. It is. So- and well, and yeah. Let me share why, though. I, I, mean, ha- I have numbness in my feet. Oh my gosh. Right? And from my from my old treatment. And there are days where I really don't want my feet to touch anything. And so I have some socks. I didn't know that. Are, that. Yeah. And it, it's not awful. Um, but there was a point in time where I couldn't even walk barefoot on carpet because that hurt. And wow. so I found this brand of socks that are cozy and they provide enough cushioning between the the actual skin of my feet and whatever you know shoes my feet are in um, or if I'm walking in the house just in in the socks Uh, and so that's really important and I have to think okay what kind of sock day is it going to be Hmm. so I think what we're talking about is managing our energy level and how we all have a certain amount of energy. It doesn't matter if you are a cancer patient or if you are someone who's been through cancer or lupus or you have never fortunately been through any type of health issue, we all still have a certain amount of energy. And some people have more energy than others. But the bottom line is we all have to actively choose how we're going to spend our energy on a day-to-day basis, regardless of what you've been through or how much energy you have. We all have commitments and responsibilities. And that's what you mean when you talk about the spoon theory, that there's only so many spoons in terms of how much energy we have in a day. And we have to decide kind of where we want to put our energy, what we want to spend our energy on what our priorities are. Right. And And what's 
you know, one way to look at this would be, you know, what's in your checkbook. And I, I don't think that's a good way to, to describe it because I remember the first time that my sister was trying to understand what a checkbook actually was. And my dad was saying, oh, you know, you write the check and you put it in the mail or you give it to the store or whatever. And obviously this was back in the day when people still used checkbooks. Mm. <laughs> and and then my dad said something about, but, you know, you can only write the checks until you don't have any money in your account. And my sister... You mean, you mean if I have checks? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, like, my, my sister was like, well, what do you mean? There's still a whole lot of checks in the checkbook. Yeah, I've got more checks in the in the book. So why do I have to worry about <clears throat> the amount of money that's in the account? Yeah, no, I love that. And, um, and, and so Spoon Theory is... I'll let Dara take over for this. No, but so basically Spoon Theory is just actively deciding where you're going to put your energy on a day-to-day -day basis, understanding that you have a limited amount of energy and that you want to make sure you save energy to do the things that are really important to you. And so, you know, it's kind of like the way I view time is our most precious commodity. I mean, it is. Time is something that if we're blessed, wake up today and we have 24 hours, but we're not going to get this day back. So however we choose to spend our time today, that time is gone. It's not going to be renewable. Yes, if we are very lucky, we're going to wake up tomorrow and we have another 24 hours, but we can't get the past back. That's why we really talk a lot on this podcast about living with intention and making decisions that really speak to your heart, putting your time into things that really matter to you and not just letting life happen to you, but being more active in terms of living with intention. But spending your energy and really thinking about where you want to put that energy really, I think, is goes hand in hand with talking about how you want to spend your time. Absolutely. Time is it, it's one of the biggest investments that you can make. Um, I I uh, once gave Lisa actually I've, I've given her a watch multiple times. I'm I'm not sure what it is with with my wife and watches, but she loves to destroy them. Um, <laughs> or or maybe it's just a fashion choice too. Like hey, you know it's time for a new watch. I'm gonna bang on this one hard enough until it's time to get a new one. I don't know. But I wear a watch. I, and I don't either at this point. And I don't think Lisa really wears one, but this was pre, you know, cell phones when you had a yeah. phone around all the right. time. Um, and so uh, one of the, the things I love about watches and giving them as a gift is that there's a certain amount of symbolism behind that. And it's, I want to spend time with you. And so thinking about time is our most precious commodity. And the way that it time ties into energy and spoon theory is that no matter how big your kitchen drawer is with all of your silverware, you only have so many spoons. And there's a really good chance, at least in, in my experience, how many of our spoons you started out with, whatever that set was, you actually have a lot less than what it than than what you that should is have. That's so true, right? I, I mean, I know that the disposals eaten one or two. <laughs> Um, that, you know, I used one once in the garage and I shouldn't have, and I got yelled at for it. And of course uh -huh. that could never come back into the house, but you know, you can go into your silverware drawer, but so many times and pull out a spoon. I love how you said that. And, you know, I'm just going to plug the retreat that we're going to be doing again, because we're going to be talking a lot about you're living your priorities and determining what is important to you and really kind of taking a look and breaking it down and identifying 
how you want to spend your time. Because I feel like so many people don't do that. They travel through their lives, checking things off of their to-do list. But you know what? They don't even necessarily want to do what's on their to-do list, but they haven't taken the time to even ask themselves, hey, what do I really want to do with my time? And yes, we all have commitments and responsibilities, but I promise you, there's a way to figure it out. You just have to be intentional about it. So, I mean, there's another little plug for the Art of Living Retreat that we're doing November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in Boone, North Carolina. And our retreat is called Thrive because Garth and I do truly believe that everyone has the right to thrive, regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of what's going on in your life, you still have, in my opinion, it is your human right to wake up every day and be the best version of yourself. And that's what we're going to be talking about a lot in that retreat. It's interesting. I actually color code my calendar. Of course you do. Well, because I like pens and I have this nice myriad of colors to choose from, but I write and you're down, also just so extra. <laughs> I am. Um, you know, my favorite pen this week, it may be drying out and I don't know what to do. So, um, you know, this I want to see. Show me. Uh, That's so your this, favorite pen? Well, so I have this whole set of pens and these are the pens that when I write in that special notebook, oh, I can, yeah, I can yeah. microwave them microwave the okay. notebook and it erases. This is so off topic. <laughs> shocker, know. shocker. But well, so Garth, Garth writes his to-do list in a, col- I can't even <laughs> just <laughs> explain it. <laughs> well, so I write it in color codes and the codes are, what are the things that I have to do for work? What are the things that I have to do for personal? And then what are the things that I want to do for work? And what are the things that I want to do for personal? Right, because so when you start, when you do that, what do you start with first? I put the have tos first because those are typically blocks of time that I've either made a commitment to or there's a deadline. But let's just say that I think a lot of people find that when they do their time management or their schedules or whatever, they fill their whole entire day up with what they have to do. And then what always falls away for so many people are the things that they really want to do. I don't know. I feel like if we made sure that we did the things that we really wanted to do every single day, that it would make all the things that we have to do feel a little bit less burdensome burdensome because we would be happier. We would be more joyful. We'd probably be able to get those things done in a more efficient manner. Because we would be kind of energized by doing the things we really wanted to do. Well, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I use the color coding. It's and it's so that I can I can say, look, you know, I have to do this at this particular time, whether there's a deadline or I've committed to a time block, or maybe there's um, uh, something within work where I have to be on the phone for half an hour, um, because those are immovable. Right? Correct. I, I generally can't move those around. But again, I make sure that I put the things that I want to do in my calendar just as much as the things that I have to do. So, and sometimes those wants are little, like, like, I, what? like I want to train Charlie how to back up. Charlie is the dog. Charlie's my dog, right? And she loves to be really, really close to me all the time, which is great, except when I'm cooking. Right. So I, when, when, when her nose is at the back of my knees and I'm standing at the stove and I'm trying to cook something and I, I feel like it's dangerous for her. So I'm teaching her how to, how to back up. So I put that down on my calendar. Um, and, and I also 
kind of take a look at things is in in terms of is this serious right like hey i really need to make sure that we've changed our homeowners insurance right that's kind of serious um is there a sense of urgency is there is there a deadline that i have to meet in order to make this happen correctly um is there a growth opportunity for garth right maybe garth needs to read about something or he needs to learn to how to meditate better or whatever um is this a fun thing is this something that garth is going to do to kind of relax his mind a little bit and fun doesn't have to be anything too big right it could be just hey i'm going to i'm going to read this star wars book that i haven't ever read before or fun could be i'm going to think about a cool way to interact with emma um, and, and so I do that in, in a manner so that at the end of the week, I don't get to Friday at four o'clock when I review the week and say, oh, I didn't do these things. Right. And I think when people get mm -hmm. to the end of their week and they feel like all they've done are the things that they have to do and they haven't taken that little bit of time to do things that they really want to do, that's when people feel resentment and anger and frustration and all that negativity, it just kind of seeps into your life. And so really a good way to manage your time. And I think you do this on Sunday nights and I do it on Sunday as well. And we've never really talked about it, but I know when we try to schedule our podcast, I think both of us, I've just kind of noticed tend to sit down on a Sunday early evening and kind of look at the week ahead and kind of say, okay, and I know I do that for myself. This is what I have going on. These are the things that I have to do for work. This is These are the, my responsibilities. And then I build in all the other stuff that I really want to do. And I think you do that too, Garth. You um, intentionally look at your calendar on a Sunday night. And if you haven't done that, if you're listening to, to this podcast and you're one of those people that you just kind of look at your calendar in the morning for that day and see what you have going on, I really encourage you to start looking at things for the week on a Sunday evening and really kind of intentionally planning when you want to put things in. And I think it'll just make you feel calmer and more in control because you kind of know what you have to deal with and what you have to look forward to. I think there's a certain value in looking at your week, your time, not even just your week, but your time strategically. Yes. And, and it's, hey, you know what? I may be scheduling myself too much here and I need to back off a little bit. And visualizing that, writing it down is a great way to understand what you've committed to and if you don't have enough balance in your life. And that's actually one of the things that I love about the the schedule, the way that I do it is that there's... it purposefully makes me have balance, right? So there's the things that if you look really closely, there are some categories. Is this creative? Is this something that makes me happy? Is this something that's health related? Is this something that's home related? Is there something that's sleep related or so relaxing related? Those, did you make those categories? I didn't make these categories. Okay. I'm not, Sorry. I am not that good. Yes, you are. Yes, you <laughs> I, are. I stole yeah. this. I stole this form from somebody who actually gives it away for free. So I guess I didn't steal it. But what I love about it is that it allows me to categorize things in a way that there are some things that for a lot of people take serious energy and time that for me actually give me energy. And, and the best example I can give is when I give a talk, 
And so I know for a lot of people speaking in public or going out to a public event and, and having to talk to people, that is a very draining experience. But when I stand up in front of 50, 60, you know, 400 people, whatever, and I talk, although the amount of energy I have to put into that event is a drain, I get it all back and then some when I'm actually doing the talk. And so I have to look at that as investment in Garth's happiness and how much that energy is going to carry me through for the next day or week or sometimes longer. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about energy because that's really what the spoon theory is really focused on is energy. What are some things that you do if you feel like you're depleted in the energy area and you feel like you need to kind of recharge, if you will, or you run out of energy and you've got a couple more things in that day that you have to do. So, you know, what are some things that you do to handle that situation? You know, if I am truly out of energy, the biggest thing that I can do to get some energy back is to step back and read. Really? Yes. So if I can step back and read, whether it's an article or a book or who knows what, if I can pull myself, and the way I describe it best is that allows me to pull myself out of my own world for a little bit, right? So, so do you do you give yourself permission to do that? Like if you're in the middle of a day and you have a commitment or a work thing that you really need to do, but you're feeling like, gosh, I really need to honor myself and recharge my battery. Do you give yourself that permission most times? I mean, obviously, sometimes you're not going to be able to. Sure. If, if, if I don't have a pressing deadline, I absolutely do. I actually put on my calendar, my phone alarm, times to meditate or read. Oh, that's wonderful. Just to remind myself, hey, by the way, it's time to do this. I read an article recently about, I think it was Google, how it was funny that suddenly at the 50 of the hour, you know, so at 9.50 in the morning or, or at 2.50 in the afternoon, you could see everybody kind of like stand up and step away from their desk and whatnot because they have this app that says, hey, you know, you should work for 50 minutes and then take a 10 minute break. Oh, that's so awesome. Think how amazing the world would be if everyone lived that way. Uh, I mean, absolutely. think about that, right? So what about naps? I've always been someone who loves taking naps especially like when my kids were little, I always took an afternoon nap. Like when they took a nap, I took a nap if I could, if I wasn't working. And then when I was going through treatment, I had to take a nap every single day because I was exhausted. And it was kind of a way that I could make sure that I had energy for when my family came home later on that evening, because I wanted to be able to interact with them. And I wanted to have the energy that I felt like my kids deserved. And so I had to really give myself permission to take an afternoon nap. And even now, I don't really take afternoon naps, but I definitely love it when I am able to do even just like a 10 or 15 minute afternoon meditation, because I feel like that's a great way to kind of reset for the rest of the day, if you will, or the evening. When I was taking daily treatment, especially by Thursday or Friday, I was pretty done for the week. And I worked for most of the time that I was doing daily treatment. And so Friday evening would come around and I would be wiped out. You know, Lisa would say, hey, what do you want to do Friday night? And all I could think of was, can I please just, lay, yeah. can I just please, you know, curl up for a couple of minutes with my blankie? Yeah. Um, and, and yes, I had a blankie, so that was okay. What I found is I was better if I was proactive about things. And so what I would do would be, I would block out my calendar, especially for work, 
for an hour or two Friday afternoon so that nobody could schedule me to do anything. And I would take that time knowing that I was going to be pretty wiped out by then and rest. And sometimes I would fall asleep. Sometimes I wouldn't. But it was a matter of purposefully blocking out that time so that I knew that I could finish the week strong. And that didn't mean that I, I shirked my duties that day. It just meant that for those couple of hours, mm -hmm. I wasn't working. And so maybe I started earlier in the day or I finished a little bit later, but I did the same thing when I owned a business. And this is something I would love for people to do is I used a block calendar. And basically what I would do is I would exactly how I do it now, write the things that I have to do, write the things that I want to do and blocked out that time. And one of the best pieces of advice that somebody gave me, because I kept complaining about how many emergencies came up as a business owner and how I would get pulled away from my schedule because there was an emergency and I wouldn't be able to get back into my schedule. And suddenly at the end of the week, I had 20 things that were left undone. And this person said to me, oh, well, you need to schedule your emergencies. <laughs> and I thought, Wait, dude, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you understand what emergency means. And he said, no, no, no. What you do is you block out an hour a day for emergencies. And you build that into your calendar so that when an emergency comes up, you can say, oh, look, I was going to do some marketing stuff at this point, but I have an hour of emergency time built in. So I'm going to pull the emergency time up. I'm going to push the marketing time back, take care of this emergency. And the moment that I started doing that, I stopped having emergencies. Because wow, I, that's amazing. Right. So, I mean, think about this. And obviously you can't necessarily plan on everything. You can't think, oh, you know, my water pipe is going to burst. And <laughs> so I'm going to schedule, I'm going to schedule that. That way I know, I know when to turn off the water and, and I can clean up afterwards. But you can purposefully put in buffer time. And if you have to use that buffer time somewhere, great. If you don't have to use that buffer time, then you can go to your list of, hey, here's some want to do's. Let me do an extra want to do. So that kind of brings me to the thriving tip for the day. And if you are new to the podcast, a thriving tip is a little nugget of goodness to kind of help you maybe make some changes in your own life. And so the thriving tip today is to recognize that you have a limited amount of time and energy to travel through each day and to make a list of what is important to you, the things that you want to make sure you build into your schedule. Just like Garth shared with us earlier, the list that is on his calendar that kind of encompasses what is important to him. I encourage every single person listening to this to really think about what is important to you. You can't put it on your calendar. You can't build it in and make sure you have energy for it if you don't even know it's a priority for you. So first, we have to kind of take the time to identify what is important and what areas we really do want to intentionally spend our time and energy. So make that list for yourself. And then after you make that list for yourself on a Sunday, give yourself the space to kind of look at your calendar and make sure the way that you're spending your time and energy is reflecting what is on that list. And you know, one of the biggest tips I could give for that list is as you're making that list, decide for yourself, is that item that you're putting down, is that a plus, a minus, or a neutral? And what I mean by that is, is it something that's going to take energy away from you? Or is elevate. It, or, or elevate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or is it neither, right? So I'll give you one of the best examples I can give. I like to walk Charlie. 
and it's time. It's 30 to 60 minutes. It's exercise, but it's actually something that adds to my day. I feel good about the exercise. I feel good about the time with Charlie. I feel good about being outside, even in the rain, right? I still feel good about being out there. So even though it's 30 to 60 minutes worth of time, it's positive time for me. And so if I have a couple of negatives going on in that day, it's good to balance out so that I can add in that walk and feel good about what's going on. Like a negative for me might be, going to do blood work. And it's not that it's it's hard or painful or anything, but it's just a hassle, right? It's the filling out the forms, filling out the surveys, you know, waiting in line, you know. Well, there's also an emotional component to that because you don't want to be in this situation having to go get blood taken. Right. I mean, I mean it's it's kind too. of a it's a reminder of, hey, by the way, yeah. you're sick. Yeah, it is. Balance is really important, I think, to your calendar. You really want to make sure that you're doing enough positives to balance out the negatives. Yeah, because here's the bottom line. At the end of the day, you're going to get into your bed at night and you're going to maybe think about the day. At least that's what I do. And I want to feel really good about the way I spent the day. And and if I this kind of goes back to what I said a few minutes ago. But if I am doing things that I like somewhere in that day, along with all the things that I have to do and the responsibilities, I'm going to look at it as a win because it's going to feel better because I'm going to feel like I got to do the things that make me happy. And I think that you should absolutely do one thing that makes you happy, super happy every single day. Or more than one. Well, right. You you (laughs) can do more than one, right? There's there's no limitation here. At least one. Yeah. And, and for me, what I try to do is I try to think to myself before the day starts, when do I need to do that happy thing? Do I need to do it at the end of the day to kind of like carry me through as a reward? Or do I need to do it in the beginning of the day and maybe boost myself up? Maybe I've got a long day worth of something ahead. And so I do the happy thing first and it gives me that boost of energy. Well, and I just want to say this because you brought it up, but I think a lot of people lean on other things to give them a quick fix of happiness like alcohol and food and maybe, I don't know, whatever it is. There are vices that people gravitate to because they need a quick jolt of happiness, but those aren't necessarily even the things that they that truly bring them happy. They just want like a quick fix because they don't know how to get the happiness that they really crave. I think that's pretty evident in, in our society. In our society, today. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, now, it's interesting as you were saying this, I was thinking, gosh, you know, I use, I use food that way, but I'm doing it in more of a, uh, I guess, a lifestyle. So are you referring to your Cheetos? No, you know, it has been so long since I've had a Cheeto, like really, really long. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a Cheeto. If you're, if you have, if you're new to our podcast a long time ago, we did one about eating and health and Garth was mentioning that he likes Cheetos and I was basically bashing how he shouldn't be eating that. Anyway, that's kind of what, well, no. So what do you, you, I want to know. Yeah. What were you going to say? So I, I've started eating a, a nice German breakfast. Oh, um, that's nice. Right. So, so what is that? So I take some really nice hearty bread. Like the brown bread? Brown bread, lots okay. of seeds, right? Really dense. Okay, nice. Um, so about as healthy of a bread as you can get. 
Okay. Uh, I, cu- I cut the bread up into little pieces. So I generally get about like six pieces of, of tiny bread. Uh-huh. And then I put things on it like jam or Nutella or cheese. Usually it's cheese and some type of meat because that's more German. I try to do one sweet and then five savories. So there's one with jam or one with peanut butter. But then there's other lots of spreadable cheeses. And I have a cup of coffee with that. So do you do that every morning? I do it almost every morning. So, all right. So that's less about what you're, in my opinion, tell me if this is right. I, it's probably a little bit less about what you're eating and more about taking you back to that beautiful trip that you recently had and the joy and happiness that that brought you. And so it's like a way for you to connect to that, those memories every single day. It is. and But it's also- But it also is really yummy. <laughs> it, it, it's very yummy. It, it's intentional, right? Yeah. So I, I have to make sure that I have the bread I have to make sure that I've that I have these things and you know so many people I don't know they they just take breakfast for granted and they just you know throw something together or they skip or whatever but for me it's very purposeful intentional right I cut the bread up I decide what to put on it there's a lot of thought process behind it that's I love that and it's slower because yeah. you have to make the breakfast that way. Yeah, you're not rushed. You're enjoying it. So does Lisa eat that with you? Is she kind of signed on to the German breakfast? or she, she, she hasn't, mostly because Lisa is trying to limit the amount of gluten in her diet. Okay. Okay. And so the bread completely takes that <laughs> off the table. Yeah. Um, but also there are some things in there that I don't think Lisa is she all that in- yeah. enthusiastic about eating, like liverwurst. Yeah. And I don't know how many people <laughs> would get really excited about that. But that's a super cool ritual th- that you have figured out that brings you joy and happiness. And then you make sure that you bring it into your day. I love right. everything about that. Right. Find your own ritual. Figure it out. And to go along with that, the coffee that I drink. Yeah. I had to make 24 hours before. Another intentional thing that you're doing to kind of set up the next day, but it probably brings you joy when you make that. You're probably not looking at it as... It's not a chore at all. Yeah, exactly. And and if anything, it makes me think about because all of this is so time consuming, I actually have to slow down a little bit to make it happen. Oh, I love that. Very, very cool. So go out there, listeners, and find your own liverwurst. (laughs) (laughs) Garth, what is our napkin note for the day? Oh, so, you know, I've I've used this one before, but it's so pertinent to this discussion. And it's something I wrote to Emma a long time ago, and I've really, really held on to it because in this managing your time, managing your energy, it is really easy to just like want to give up, right? So it's a, hey, you know what? I can't do this, so I'm not going to. And I don't think that's the right response. So the napkin is, dear Emma, don't quit. Learn to rest. Mm, I love that. I remember when you put that out there a while ago and I really liked it then. Yeah, because some people might be listening to this and they might think, oh my gosh, I'm getting yet another thing that I have to do. And it's just not even worth the time and energy to have to think about how I want to spend my time and energy. But we're sitting here saying, make the time to do that because you're going to be so happy that you did because you're going to be filling your time with things that are important to you and you're going to be making sure you have the energy to do what you want to do. Right, right. And it is so critical for your joy, for your productivity, 
for your contributions to the world. Uh, and yeah. I know that sounds really big. No, in it's my, true. Everybody has something that they feel that they can contribute. And one of the greatest losses is when you don't feel like you've had that opportunity to actually give to the world whatever your gift is. And that's that's one of the biggest shames. Ooh, I love that. The world needs you to be your best self. And one yeah. of the ways you can be your best self is to figure out what's important to you and what brings you happiness and put it into to every single day. You can't be your best self by accident. Ooh, I love that. That's an acronym. Quick, write it down. I know. I should write this down. Oh, wait. My pen's out of ink. Quick, Darn write it. it down. I'm Dara Kurtz. Thank you so much for being here today. We so appreciate our listeners and we just love interacting with you. You can find me at crazyperfectlife.com. Check out my book, Crush Cancer, on Amazon. I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes Dad. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com or you can go to Amazon and buy my book, Napkin Notes. Have a great See day. See you next time. Find your liver worst. <laughs> thanks for listening thrive is created by dara kurtz of crazy perfect life and garth callahan the napkin notes dad with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable it would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on itunes remember you deserve to thrive thrive podcast is copyrighted by dara and garth